Motherhood plays an important role in the Bible. It binds the beginning and the end. These stories offer us a glimpse into the heart of God. And so we start at the beginning. Taken from the side of Adam, gifted with bringing forth life, the first woman was named Eve because she was the mother of all living. But she was also a mother in her own right, the first of many mothers to come. Though Sarah's womb was closed, God promised nations and kings would come from her. Ten years pass, and motherhood seems as impossible as the day it was promised. But the Lord is faithful to keep his promises, and Sarah bore a son who made her laugh. Leah was the firstborn, overlooked by her husband Jacob, who gave his heart to her younger sister. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb. Despite Jacob's disdain, she found her motherhood in the Lord. When Pharaoh became angry at the fruitfulness of the Hebrews, Jochebed sacrificed her motherhood for the sake of her son. When Pharaoh's daughter saw the child, she had compassion on him. Because of Jochebed's sacrificial motherhood, the Israelites found freedom. Naomi was a mother who experienced the loss of her sons, yet she gained a daughter in Ruth who declared, For where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. Naomi and Ruth became family by faith. Mary, a virgin and not yet married, was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. The motherhood of this blessed woman was more than the continuation of a family name, but a means for God to bring a savior into the world to save his people from their sins. From the garden to the cross, there have always been mothers. These women paved the way for all women, representing the full spectrum of the ways one could be called mom. Whether a mother in faith, mentorship, adoption, or by birth, you play an important role in the stories of generations to come. To all the Sarahs, Leahs, Jochebeds, and Naomis, Happy Mother's Day. Hello and welcome to Charles River Church Online. My name is Josh. I'm just so thankful for you joining us like this today. Hey, it's Mother's Day, and though Mother's Day is not a biblical holiday, the Bible does celebrate humility and selfless love and sacrifice. And so moms, we know that that is absolutely you, and we just pray that you'll be refreshed in this gathering today as we honor you, but ultimately seek to honor and worship the Lord. Hey, before we move forward, I just want to point out three things uh, on your screen there. First of all, the connection card. There's a link for the connection card. If you would, at some point during our gathering today, uh, click that link and fill it out. It should take you about 30 seconds or so, and just let us know that you're with us. And then if you click that link, we'll be able to send you some resources in the mail, keep you up to date, uh, and then also just send you a little gift and thank you for being with us if it's your first time filling it out. Second thing is kids. I just want to let you know that we've got our River Kids program online for you. Our team has put together some great lessons and activities that really do mirror what we're going to learn as adults today. And so parents, I want to encourage you to grab that link 
and uh, maybe you want to right after the gathering uh, go there and uh, just do the activities with the kids. Maybe you want to save it and go back to it later tonight or later in the week. Uh, but it's there for you as a resource parents to help you to disciple your kids. And then the third thing is the chat. Uh, make sure you see where that chat section is and just let us know that you're with us. In fact, what we're going to do now is just give you about a minute to find those things on your screen, engage with them a little bit, maybe say hi to somebody on the chat, and uh, we'll be right back together in just a moment with scripture and with worship. gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us Selah that your way may known may be known on earth your saving power among all nations let the people pray let the peoples praise you O God let all the peoples praise you let the nations be glad and sing for joy for you judge peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Selah. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him.
spirit and truth and worship you this morning. As we rest in you today, this Sunday, may we just be reminded that your faithfulness is sure, that we can trust in you, and that we can believe in your promises because you never change. Thank you, Lord, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so as we continue with this service today, Lord, may we just be reminded of your truth and your promises. Thank you, Lord, for blessing each of us and keeping us safe during this time, Lord. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you continue to heal our loved ones and draw us all closer to you as we worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Well, thank you, team, for leading us in worship. Really grateful for every single one of you. Hey, it's so important in this season for us just to keep worshiping because one, God is worthy of our worship, and then two, He knows, He commands us to worship because when we worship Him and look to Him, it was perfect and holy, we're getting our eyes off of all the challenge, all the struggle, all the brokenness all around us. And so keep on worshiping in this season. Again, thank you for uh, leading us, team. Hey, uh, it's been fun to hear the different ways that you guys are, are just doing things to stay sane in this season of uh, quarantine. Uh, I've heard of people who are constantly walking their dogs, and I would imagine maybe your dog is just ready to go on strike. I'm done. Don't take me on another walk. I've heard of some of you who are, are exercising in new ways, and that's a lot of fun. Others of you are going to parks, not to get out and play at the park, but just to park at the park and roll down the windows and take in some fresh air. Others of you are reading new books and starting new hobbies. Well, for my wife and I, one of the things that we're doing to stay sane in this season is just regularly going on walks together. It's just been really fun to, to catch up with her and uh, just to get some time to, to be together and to hear a little bit about what God's doing in our hearts. And so what we thought would be fun with it being Mother's Day is just to bring you along on a walk with us as we have a discussion about parenting and motherhood. And so earlier in the week, we brought the camera along with us. And so here we go. Well, we've been going on our daily walks together through quarantine season to stay sane. Not usually with a selfie stick though. Our neighbors probably think we're freaks walking around recording ourselves, but <laughs> well, we have our masks. We do, in case anybody gets too close. So uh, yeah, today we've got uh, mothers online with us here. And so um, we wanted to maybe just talk a little bit about parenting and motherhood. And so maybe I'll start with this question to get us thinking. Um, we've had some challenging seasons. Uh, what were some of the more challenging seasons uh, for motherhood for you? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is just thinking back to when the kids were little and just that overwhelming fatigue of just feeling tired all the time. Um, that was hard. I always remember people telling me like, you're gonna miss these days. Now I don't always get so upset. Like I will not miss being this tired. So I always vowed that like, I would never say that to moms. Um, and it's true, I don't miss those days. I miss them being little sometimes, but not uh, being up with them in the middle of the night. So that was hard. For sure. Um, what else? I think the challenge of having three kids and the demands that come along with, um, you know, just being so um, active with them. Um, I think I was definitely guilty of giving you my leftovers. <laughs> Um, yep. A lot of days, you know, you're just so emotionally um, exhausted and you're giving so much all day long. Um, so I feel like there was a time where we had to work extra hard to um, have you know, communication. Yeah, yeah, we had some 
some long, hard talks at times to uh, work through some stuff for sure. Yeah, I wasn't purposely trying to ignore you, but I forgave you a long time happens. ago. <laughs> um, and then as the kids get older, I think it's been challenging to feel like you're as connected to your kids. You know, when they're little, it's like they want to be around you all the time. Actually, I still have one who wants to be around me all the time. <laughs> um, but the older ones, you know, they kind of want their space. And so, um, you know, it's challenging to make sure that communication is going. Um, but yeah, I know there'll be a lot more challenges to come. I feel like we're kind of in a sweet spot now where there's nothing major, but you know, not a whole lot of rebellion yet. Um, our oldest is only in eighth grade, so. First year as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, so just making sure that relationship is strong and the communication with them is, is there and uh, yeah, kept sharp. Yeah. So, I know we like to talk a lot about just some of the, the sweet moments over the years of parenting. So for you, what were some of the greatest joys along the way? Um, by far for each of the kids, I think it was, well, I know it was when each of them gave their lives to Jesus. Um, just having those conversations and then seeing the fruit of that yeah. in their lives and just knowing that the Holy Spirit is working in them is pretty cool to see um, as a parent. So that, that tops the list. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Also, I think seeing your kids become friends is really special. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, like they're still fighting and bickering, but I mean, when they were little, like the boys, and they would know, beat each other. I know you're watching this boys. <laughs> it was nonstop. And I'm like, will they ever get along? And now they really are our best friends. Yeah. Um, so that just brings me so much joy. Yeah. So just thinking through the different seasons of motherhood, how have you found yourself leaning on the Lord? as your source of strength do it all so um during this quarantine i've been spending my morning studying the attributes of god yeah as you know and um it's been just really encouraging um just looking at who he is and all of his characteristics and being reminded that because we have the holy spirit that we can reflect his character yeah and um, on the days where I feel like it's impossible um, or I just, I'm not reflecting his character, um, just remembering that I am able to. Yeah. Um, and then specifically just his grace. Um, and as moms, I feel like we are really hard on ourselves. We're our own worst critic. For sure. And historically, I feel like I've not done a good job extending the same grace to myself. Yeah, like you extend it to the kids, um, right. but it's often hard just to, to give it to yourself and you make mistakes and struggle and we all do. Right. Yeah. Um, but in doing that, am I saying like, well, God's grace is good enough for everyone except me? Yeah. Like, no, like I need to accept his grace in my life, not just, you know, in my salvation. Yes, of course, but on a daily basis, yeah. he continues yeah. to extend that to us. And so I've been relying on that especially a lot lately. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Peter says, you know, God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So he's given us everything that we need for parenting. And uh, it's been cool to see you really leaning on him to, to just give you exactly what you need for, for motherhood. Yeah. 
So I know Mother's Day is designed obviously to be a happy celebratory day, but for a lot of people it can be really challenging. Uh, you know, some moms um, have lost children or others have uh, been wanting to be a mom and it's just not happened yet. And so uh, what would you say to them? I mean, how would you encourage them and, and help them just to think through this, this trial? Yeah, I would, first of all, never pretend to understand what you're going through um, and that heartache that you deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. I can't relate to that. Um, but a lot of people who I love have gone through that and in our church family have gone through that. And we've walked beside those people through some really, really hard seasons. And um, know that we pray along with you and we don't want you to go through that alone. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I think it's so important to invite other people into that space with you, as painful as it is. Um, and again, I haven't been in your shoes, but the times that I have suffered, when I invite other people into that space with me, the burden is lifted a little bit. And not long ago, I was talking with a few women about what it like, what it looks like to suffer as a Christian and how to still worship through that time, even though you feel like you're falling apart. Yeah. And how it really comes down to just being honest with God and um, coming before him with your hurts and not just trying to be strong and not just trying to have more faith, but um, just opening your heart before him and letting him know that you're disappointed, yeah. that, that you're not happy, but that somehow you're able to trust him through this time. And that is so much easier said than done. Um, but just allowing yourself to be real and authentic before others and with, with God. Yeah, I mean, I imagine he wants that from us, just like we as parents want that with our kids. Like, we don't want them just to come and absolutely put their happy face on the time. I want to know if they're hurting and I want to mm -hmm. want to walk with them through it. So, And yeah. how much we want to be the ones to comfort our kids sure. when yeah. they are hurting. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Well, uh, I know for, for whoever those ladies are, and there's probably quite a few of them, out there we we care for you so deeply and um, man we just want to we want to walk with you through it so please if there's any uh, help that you need just anybody to walk through I know Becky uh, in particular would love to, to be there with you and for you through it all all right so confession uh, we're not actually walking in our own neighborhood you may have noticed these massive houses all around us we're a little too self-conscious or prideful to walk around with a selfie stick in our own neighborhood. <laughs> so um, just trying to be real with you. But hey, uh, last question for you, Beck. Uh, what do you want for Mother's Day? <laughs> you haven't bought my gift yet? Working on it. The only thing I want is to not be in the kitchen at all. I am so sick of making breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. Awesome, so Mother's Day will be cereal, <laughs> ramen noodles no, for lunch and then PBJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Glad you got to go on a walk with us. You got your steps in for the day, so no need to exercise. You can just sit back and relax in this casual environment and just rest all day long. Hey, uh, today we're going to be in Psalm 121. So if you have a Bible and you want to head on over there, that would be great. Uh, if you have the Charles River Church app, 
uh, we have a Bible there for you, or you can just download it, and there's a Bible on the app along with all kinds of great resources for you. So go ahead and get on over there, Psalm 121. Uh, really excited about what God has in my heart uh, to share with you today. So before we get into it, I just want to pray and ask God's blessing on our time in His Word. Father in heaven, uh, we're really thankful for the chance to, to gather uh, like this. It's unconventional for sure, but God, we pray that you would just speak to our hearts in a very real way. I pray that this would not just be Netflixing church, we're just watching something, but it truly would be a moment of engaging with you, that you would speak to our hearts through your holy scriptures. And so God, we need you to show up and do something really powerful. God, help me as a communicator of your scriptures. I know I'm talking to a camera, but I'm talking to people who I love dearly. And so God, God, I pray that you would just speak uh, through me and in spite of me. God, we commit this to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, with uh, all of this sheltering in place, I've just been, I've been home a lot more these days, as I imagine you have. And one of the things I did with it being Mother's Day week, uh, just, just paid attention to the frequency with which my kids shout across the house for mom every day all day long. I mean, things like, Mom, where's my hat? Mom, what's for dinner? Mom, he hit me. Mom, she hit me. Mom, did you get juice? Mom, can you help me with school? Mom, I spilt the juice. I mean, it's just all day long. And then what's worse is that I'm a grown man, and I really actually do the same thing. Becky, where are my keys. Becky, I lost my phone. Can you call my phone so that I can find my phone? Becky, how do I find the routing number for our bank account? Help me out with that. Uh, and then she's a teacher, and so I've, I've been listening in a little bit on her Zoom calls as she's teaching class, and she's amazing with all of that. But I hear kids even asking her questions all day long and saying, Mrs. Wyatt, Mrs. Wyatt, um, Miss Wyatt. I mean, it's just all day long. And I know that my wife is not alone in this. This is all of you, ladies. You are, are getting questions and getting people calling on you all day long. Mom, mama, mom, mommy, mom, mom. And, and so mothers, listen, uh, we love you. We deeply appreciate you. We know you've got tons of demands on you. And, uh, and many of you are even going at it alone as a single mother. And so we just, we, we honor you. We're really, really grateful for you. But, but mom, here's my question for you. My question for you is, you have people calling your name all day long, but who do you call on? Do you have someone that you can call on? Your kids need you. You might even have a needy man in your life or needy family members or work demands, but who do you call on? I love what the Apostle Paul says to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. He says that Christians are those who in every place call upon the name of of our Lord Jesus Christ. That one of the things that sets us apart as God's people is that we are a people who call on the name of the Lord Jesus. We call on Jesus. That we are not just a people who refer to Jesus like people who maybe are studying the person and the work of Jesus or people who just drop his name every now and again as a swear. No, we don't just refer to Jesus. We are able to call upon Jesus like a child calling upon his or her parent. Maybe you've made that classic move in elementary school, if you can go back there with me, when you accidentally called your teacher mom. I feel like everybody's done that at some point. Uh, mom, I mean, Miss, uh, it's just really, really awkward. And uh, no one can call your teacher mom except for her children, right? And no one can call you mom except for your children. They depend on you to do the things that only you can do and only you have that place in their lives. And, and likewise, no one can call upon the name of the Lord Jesus like we can. Why is that? It's because, as Paul says, 
He is our Lord, that we have willingly in faith come up under the lordship of Jesus over our lives. Now, here's what I want you to see. Paul refers to the Corinthian Christians as those who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. Notice that's not past tense. That's, that's present tense. A few pages earlier, if you were to flip ahead, uh, backwards in Romans chapter uh, 10, verse 13, the Apostle Paul says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And so that's a, that's a one-time event. When you call upon the name of Jesus for salvation, that is to be saved from the eternal consequences of sin and separation from God. That's a one-time event. When you do that, you are made right with God. And so that's, that's something that happens and it becomes a past event for you. But according to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, Christians are those people who present and ongoing are people who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are a people who are continually calling upon him, not just initially, but continually. And, and so moms, you have kids calling on him, but you, or kids calling on you, but you can be calling on him. And know that when you call on him, you are not a burden to him. God delights to hear your voice. He loves when you call his name. And so call to him for help in this challenging task that you have of motherhood or whatever other pressures that you have in front of you right now. What sets us apart is not that we got money that can help us with our needs. What sets us apart is not that we have the government that distinctly helps us with our needs or that we have this great relationship or we have all this stuff. All these things are things that can fail us. What sets us apart is that we have the God of the universe that we can call upon and he will never fail us. And so I know I've been speaking to moms so far, but this is really true for all of us who follow Jesus, that we are people who are marked by our, our identity is that we are a people who look to Jesus. So now to, to Psalm 121. I just, I love this Psalm. Psalm 121 is just so, so good, so strong. And it's just been for me a, a great comfort over the years. It gives us really uh, perspective on who it is that we are calling upon when we call upon the name of the Lord continually, who we have complete access to. And so let's read Psalm 121. It's such a beautiful Psalm. Here's what it says. It says, I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Such a good psalm. I, I pray that you would read that and reread that over and over and over again. This is a psalm, which really is a song, and it's one of 15 songs. Uh, psalm 120 through uh, 134, they're known as the, the Psalms of Ascent, Psalms that the, the people of Israel would sing as they were ascending regularly to Jerusalem to worship God. They were all over the world at that time, and they would come back to Jerusalem, had been scattered, but they would come back to worship the Lord. And Jerusalem was set up on a hill. It was a city up on a hill. And so as they worked their way up to Jerusalem, up the hill, it was a challenging 
climate at various times. And so year after year, they would sing these songs in root, these 15 songs, and it was deeply encouraging to them. And this psalm, Psalm 121, really becomes a parable for the journey of life. Because life, truth is, is, is very challenging. Uh, we know that there are days when life is light, but there are often many, many days where life is really, really challenging. And we need his help, and we need his care, and we need his strength. And the truth is, right now with this global pandemic, we are all, this shared experience that we have, is we are all in a very challenging season. It's very, very difficult. And just like the people of Israel, we need his help, and we need his strength. And in this moment and then throughout the course of our lives. And like the people of Israel, God wants us. God desires for us, his people, to call on him, to shout across the house, so to speak, and say, God, God, we need you. God, help us. God, can you, can you be here for me? And he is happy to step in and to be here for you. In fact, he never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He's always right there waiting for you to call upon his name. Now, there are some things that we are reminded about God in this psalm that I just think is so important for us to, to point out. If you were to look at verse 2, it says that, that he made heaven and earth. Now, we see this referred to all throughout the Bible over and over and again, that, that he is the creator. And this is to remind us he is the maker of heaven and earth. And so there is nothing within heaven and earth that is beyond him, too difficult for him. He is the maker of all things. He's got your problem. He's got your struggles. He's got you in this. And, and yes, your situation may be really, really difficult, but if he wants to, he can stop it. And if he's not stopping it, it's because he's using it for good in your life. He's working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Not that he necessarily called it, but he is working it together for your good. And there is no power and there is no pandemic that is beyond his control. You can trust in him. The next feature of God that we see in verses 3 all the way really to the end, repeatedly uh, the psalmist refers to God as the keeper. Keeper means that, that he's not passive. He's not just solely sitting by waiting for you to call upon him like some genie uh, that you summon him. No, he, he's, he's not passive. He's active. He's actively looking over you. He's actively attending to you. He's actively guarding you. Uh, notice that he is the keeper, it says here, of Israel, and he's the keeper of you. He's the keeper of Israel, God's people corporately, and he's the keeper of you, you personally, individually, that he keeps Israel, it says, and he keeps you. My, my kids are often baffled, and we have these good theological conversations from time to time about the fact that God somehow can hear all of our prayers at the same time. Like if we all in unison started praying to God with different things on our hearts, he would hear every single one of us. Truth is, that's, that's beyond me. It's beyond my pay grade. I can't ever fully understand that. But what I do know is God has made a tremendous effort in the scriptures for us to know that he is able and eager to give us individual care for our specific situations. That yes, he keeps Israel all of God's people, but he also keeps you, verse 3, down to the detail that he wants to ensure that your foot doesn't slip, that he is watching every single step along the way in your journey. Also notice in verse 4, he who keeps you will neither slumber nor sleep. I love that, that God doesn't sleep. Oftentimes when I'm putting my kids to bed, um, I'm just reminding them, hey, you're going to go to sleep and I'm going to pray for you that you have a really good night's sleep, but you can know that God doesn't slumber. God doesn't sleep. He will be watching over you 
through the night. And so, so many of us, uh, myself included, I struggle with anxiety and can oftentimes find myself struggling, tossing and turning, just having trouble going to bed at night. And we just need to be reminded that we can sleep because God's in control and God's got us. And, and He never sleeps. He never slumbers. Parents, maybe you can relate a little bit when your, your, your kid was a, a newborn. And, and sometimes they're just so still and so gentle and so quiet with their breathing. You almost wonder, are they breathing? Are they, are they still with us right now? And you almost don't want to go to sleep. You just want to hover over them and just make sure that they're breathing and put your ear to their little mouth or their chest and just see, are they, are they actually breathing? And, and so you stay up and watch them. But know this, that God does that for you, that God is watching over you and God is watching over your children, parents, and God is watching over your finances and over your work and over all the things that are, are heavy on your heart so you can look to Him and you can trust Him as the God who never sleeps, never slumbers. A little bit more about your keeper. If you were to look at verses 5 and 6, he goes on and it says that He gives you shade and the sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night, that God is your help. He's the one you call on and he protects you from the dangers of the night. And he also, during the day, wants to give you shade. He wants to keep you from getting scorched, but he also wants to give you shade. And I think about shade, I think about just that, that cool air and the refreshing. I, I've been to Central America a number of times over the years, and as you get closer to the equator, man, that, that sun gets really, really hot. And I just remember being out there in the, the heat, the sun, the midday, and just longing to find a tree that I could get up under and get that shade and just have something to drink, and it's just so refreshing. And God is saying, I want to be source of refreshment for you, encouragement for you, refueling for you. And, and He is, is able and eager to be that for you. And there are plenty of options that you could look to to get your refreshment. You could go to a beverage. You could go to an intimate relationship. You could go to a purchase. You know I'm talking about that retail therapy. Or you could go to some kind of experience. But, but the promise of God is, I will give that to you. And, and unlike all these other things that you get a temporary high, but then it goes away, he says, I can be that for you ongoing. You can constantly come to me and I am your source of refreshment. I found that nothing, nothing in my life can, can really fill me and, and encourage me and refresh me. Just, just like those sweet times with the Lord are so, so good. Hey, last feature of God the keeper, verse 7 and 8. It says he keeps you from all evil. Uh, he will keep your life. You're going out and you're coming in. Uh, it is so essential um, that, that God just keeps re reiterating the fact that I've got you. I've got you. In every scenario of life, I've got you. He's showing us here. It's kind of like a, a summary statement. He's just saying, listen, I, I, my care, it's all-encompassing. My care is not time-bound. My care is not location-bound. Uh, when you are His, you don't have to remind Him, hey, God, I'm here. Can you, can you help me? No, He is always on high alert. says He's got you from all evil, all the situations. He, he's got your entire life right? From the moment you trust Him till the day you go to be with Him. Uh, he's got your comings and your goings. That's speaking to location that God always has you. He is right there for you. This is our God. Just to recap a little bit, He's our maker. He's our keeper. He's our never sleeper. Yes, I, I'm a poet and uh, I can rhyme. Uh, he's the refresher of souls. He's the all-encompassing caregiver for those people who would trust in Him. 
He wants us as his people to be marked by the fact that we trust in him, we call upon him, we look to him, not just in times like these where there's craziness all around us with this pandemic, but always, always looking to him. Let me ask you this question. Just like kids call upon their their mom, are you constantly calling upon the name of the Lord? Are you constantly speaking the name of Jesus? Just by way of evaluation, if you were to think back over the past week, is the name of Jesus frequently on your lips? Does it frequently come out of your mouth? Or does his name very, very regularly, uh, irregularly come out of your, your mouth? Mom, mommy, mama, mom. It's constantly on the, the lips of our kids. But for us as God's people, it should be Jesus, 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 my Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. You call upon him. And as you call upon him, he is eager to prove to you that he is your help. He is not bothered when you call upon him. He delights in you calling upon him. And so like the people of Israel, God wants us, his people, to call upon him, to sing to him, to declare these truths about who he is, and to look to him over and over and over again. And so mothers with your demands, fathers with your pressures, employees with your tasks, students with your due dates, children with your aging parents, uh, friends with your conflict, uh, do you lift your eyes to the hills often? Are you constantly looking to the holy city of Jerusalem, which represents the manifest presence of God, the presence of God that is available to you? Do you look to him? Do you look to him? I'm not saying do you look to him, well, eventually, when it's kind of the last resort. You, you ever heard people get to a place where they say, well, all we can do is pray, as if it's like the last thing that you do? It is not the last thing that you do. It should be the first thing that you do. The very first thing that we do as Christians is we look to God. We look to God. He's our first resort. And so, question for you, do you look to Him first? Do you look to Him first as God's people When the challenges of the season have come upon you, do you look to other answers, to the government to give you help, to work to give you help, to to friends to, to give you help, or do you first go to God? And he may use some of these other things to provide help to you, but first and foremost, we as God's people look to him and we call upon his name continually. I want to ask some of you, maybe you're watching right now and you've never called upon God's name initially, like we talked about at the very beginning in Romans chapter 10. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. When you get that initial access to God because you have trusted in Him, what are you saved from? You're saved from sin and and death. That is, you are separated from God because you have walked in sin. And all of our sin, though it might be against a person, uh, it's ultimately against the Lord. And when we sin against God, there's separation from God that takes place. But God loves us so much that He sent His Son, Jesus, and He becomes one of us. He walks in our shoes, never sinning, and yet dying the death of a sinner on the cross in our place as our substitution so that if we look to him and trust in him and say, Jesus, I need you. I'm calling upon your name to be saved. He says, it's, it's my death in place of your eternal death. And I give you my life, my resurrection in place of your eternal death. I give you life, new life and eternal life. And so if that's you, you've never called upon the name of Jesus and turned from just your sin and your independence from him and turn and say, God, I just, I need you. I trust you. I want to call you right now to make that initial call and call upon his name. And he says, listen, it's not about your merit. It's not about the things that you've done. 
It's about what he's done. So you just call upon him and you receive that great gift of grace through Jesus. And you can be brought into the family of God. You can become a child of God. Just call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. And so Christians, as we assess our own hearts, do we look to him first? And then those of you who have not been walking with God, you've never become a Christian and given your life to him. Have you called upon him? I want to call you to that, to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus and be saved. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for just the reality that you are a God who wants us to call upon you. And so God, help us right now to call upon you in the season of really great, just great difficulty. God, I pray for those who have never given their lives to Jesus, that right now they would pass from death to life, from separation from God uh, to complete unity with you that's available to them through Jesus, that they would call upon the name of Jesus and be saved. In fact, if that's you right now, while we're we're praying and still in this moment of just reflection, and you've never given your life to Jesus right now, in this moment, yeah, we're in front of a screen, but you can just pray to the Lord and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I want to turn from my sin, and I want to follow you. And in that moment, the faith in your heart unlocks this new relationship with Jesus that he has given to you. And so call upon his name right now. And so, God, I commit my friends to you right now who are giving their lives to Christ. May they forever be changed by Jesus. And may they just delight in the fact that they have access to the God of the universe. And then, God, I pray for my friends in this place right now who are, who are watching, who have, have, have that access to Jesus available to them, but they have not been calling upon your name. They've been looking to other places to get the help that they need. God, help us to to repent of that and to turn back to you and to be a people who are looking to you first. And so change our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, here's what we're going to do. We started this last week. As we wrap up, uh, we just want to give you some reflection and give you the opportunity just to think a little bit. Uh, So at the end here, when we wrap up, Please don't just jump off and go do your thing, and we want you to have a great Mother's Day, but stay on for just a few minutes longer. We're gonna give you about three minutes to go through a couple of reflection questions. Maybe you wanna discuss it with family, if you're, you're hanging out with family right now, or with a roommate, if you got a roommate with you right now, or if you're by yourself, maybe you wanna journal it, or uh, just sit and kinda of think on these questions. But here, here's question number one. Where do you tend to run for help before calling out to the Lord? I think we would be honest, we all kind of have these things that are kind of our knee-jerk reaction, the thing that we might jump to first before calling out to the Lord in times of need. Maybe there's something else we look to. Maybe it's, it's a person uh, that you just, you, you just need them and you've almost elevated them as your, your savior. Maybe it's uh, social media. You, just, you need to go scroll and see what's going on in the world and try to find answers and you just get that shot of dopamine when you get the glow. Uh, maybe for you it's food. Maybe it's a, a substance. Maybe it's physical affection. Maybe it's I want to go do something. It's my own performance. But what is it for you that's kind of your knee-jerk reaction, the thing that you go to before calling out to the Lord? I want you to identify that, be really specific and clear on that, and then I would encourage you to repent of that, to turn from that, and to confess that sin uh, to the Lord. Here's question number two. Question number two is, what does it practically look like for you to call on the Lord first this week? 
So this week in front of us, it's Sunday, so Monday through Saturday, what does it look like for you to be a person who's, I'm going to call on the Lord first? Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's uh, going to God in His Scripture and saying, God, I, I need your answers. You have the answer. You are the help. Uh, whatever it may be. Maybe it's I need to go on a walk and just clear my mind and just be alone with the Lord. Or maybe it's something else. But what does it look like for you to call on the Lord first this week? So go through those questions in just a moment. We'll put them on the screen for you and uh, give you just three minutes or so uh, to do that. And then afterwards, we have this thing we call the Zoom Room, and we'd love to invite you to jump onto the Zoom Room. If you just want a little face-to-face -face time, this is not just for people who have been around Charles River for a long time. So if you're a little bit newer, we would love to meet you face-to-face. -face. Uh, maybe you've just jumped on with us in this season. I'd love to just see you and, and say hi, and uh, we won't embarrass you, put you on the spot or anything, but we're just uh, eager to meet some people. So check out the Zoom Room. Uh, the other thing I want to encourage you with is, again, that connection card. Use that as a way to respond, just kind of as a, a guide to respond. Give us your name and let us know that you're with us, of course, but maybe there's some kind of step that you need to take, a next step. You want to let us know that I've today trusted in and I'm going to follow Jesus uh, for the very first time. And we want to send you a little resource in the mail to help you with that. Uh, maybe you've got something specific you want uh, prayer for and uh, let us know that. And we will really be praying for, for that. So just take a moment, click that connection card link, and uh, we'll be happy to uh, follow up on that with you. Uh, the other thing I want to encourage us with is as God's people, uh, He has been so generous to us, and so we love to respond with generosity uh, back to Him. And so uh, this is a time where if you're prepared to give, uh, you can give. There's a link uh, that we're dropping in right now for you, and you can click that link, and you can... Uh, can give. It's been so fun just to see all the good that's going on in this season. And so those of you who have been generous, I just want to personally say thank you. Uh, there are three ways that you can give. Uh, you can give online. Uh, you can pull up the giving link. There's a button right there on the church app, or you can give uh, via mail. And so just take a moment with that if you want to. And then, of course, as we said at the beginning, uh, those of you with kids, uh, click that River Kids link, uh, grab that. You can go in it right now and do those activities with the kids and help them to learn what we're learning here as adults, or you can save that and go back later tonight or later on in the week. And so, hey, I just want to thank you. Uh, it's been so great to gather with you in a, a little bit different environment this week, uh, a little more cozy, and uh, I'm just uh, so grateful for you guys jumping on with us. Hope you have a great Mother's Day, and uh, we love you so much. Please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know if you have any needs in this unique season. We are here for you, and we love you. We're praying for you. We'll see you soon.